Okay, welcome in, you guys. We're gonna go ahead and get started. So if you wanna grab a seat. And these guys have asked me to let you know that this session is being recorded. You're in the Ogden Union Station presentation. Um, all of the sessions are being recorded and so they'll be available kind of podcast style afterwards. Um, so if you're hoping for, to connect on the retail side and all of those things, you guys are good to go. Um, my name's Kim Boucher. I'm just coming from Ogden. I was the, um, I guess, founding executive director of the Ogden Downtown Alliance up there. Um, I just left that role, but have been asked to moderate this panel because I've been pretty involved in this. And so I'm excited to get to share um, more about that with you guys today, but we are gonna get started with um, a quick video. There was a period of time when Ogden just sit. You know, it just stood still and went backwards actually. Growing up, Ogden was a great place. 25th Street, Washington Boulevard, the mountains, you just don't get no better than that. All the clothing stores and the, the different things and the small restaurants. I'd go with my mom when I was only this tall. Am I frustrated now? Yes, because a lot of those businesses have been shut down. The show houses, the theaters that we used to go to as kids, they're all shut down now. It's nothing like it was when I, when I was a kid, nothing. Real estate development for us is a marathon. It's not a sprint. We want to create projects that are going to be, you know, impactful to the cities, the counties, the state. We live here. We visit here. We're going to be here. My kids are going to Weber State University, and we got to make this cool. We got to make this environment something that, that the citizens around here want to go visit it, you know? Alton's growing and the surrounding area growing in leaps and bounds. They need a place to gather and to enjoy. Chad and I came together early on in our careers 18 years ago. And since then, our vision has been obviously to grow and become a vertically integrated firm, which would be development, uh, construction, property management, as well as some uh, design elements within our company. And 18 years later, it's amazing what we've been able to accomplish primarily in the uh, housing market, uh, multifamily, single-family housing, but uh, also in the office space and uh, hospitality, uh, seniors housing. I feel like the staff at Ogden City recognized uh, who we were as a firm and our capabilities, and that's how we, we basically got an agreement with the city to redevelop Warner Block, which is a catalytic project downtown Ogden that is gonna start construction in 2023. McQuinnia is really committed to not just meeting, but exceeding our clients' and customers' expectations. Uh, we have a 30-year demonstrated track record of doing that, and we take it very seriously. And uh, oftentimes, people want to focus on trying to make more money, and I often tell our team, don't focus on the money, focus on providing more value. And McQuinnia has a proven track record of uh, complicated urban mixed-use development, often urban uh, historic redevelopment, uh, and that includes dairy block and a number of other projects that are highlighted in the proposal. McQuinney is very passionate about working with high-performing teams of people, doing things that have a very meaningful long-term impact, and that are also great long-term financial investments. 
Our mission has been at Jay Fisher Companies to build the best team. It starts with our home base, our home office. Anybody that works in our company is top notch. And as we work on our projects, our goal is to provide something better to the community as well as something we're very proud of. When we align as partners, it's the same approach. Who's the best of class? A few years ago, Ogden City had the foresight of recognizing what they had in the infrastructure of downtown. And so they went out and hired one of the best land planning firms and design workshop to redo their downtown strategic plan, which is now voted into policy as the May Ogden Master Plan. It was important for us in answering this RFP to have the right partners on board. That's why we formed a partnership with McQuinney out of uh, Denver, Colorado, formed a partnership with Warrenson, uh, two real estate development shops and construction firms that are best in class. McQuinney is a unique development company in that we develop all product types. So it's hospitality, multifamily, office, industrial, retail. When we look at real estate and we look at long-term, I've had a lot of my peers in the industry come to us and say, we really appreciate what you guys are doing. It makes me a better developer and a better investor. And they start looking at their projects with a long-term view. You know, as a kid, 25th Street used to be a pretty rough and tumble place. A lot of things went on down there that a lot of people don't know about. When you go in that Union Station, the hustle and the bustle of people. Back then, it was thousands of trains coming in and out of there. I mean, there was passengers train, there was freight train, there was all sorts of trains. I'm excited for, for, for you guys to jump in there and, and do something with it, because it needs it. It needs to be restored and rebuilt. We know the potential of Ogden. We see what it can be. We've seen where it's come from. Ogden was the center of the universe. I mean, it was the golden spike. It had more per capita millionaires than anywhere in the country for a period of time. The amount of uh, art and culture and just vibrant, rich history that existed there is tremendous. And when we look at not just the community of Ogden, but this particular opportunity at Union Station, this for us gives us an opportunity to give that back to the community. This gives us an opportunity to take that rich history and not just celebrate it, but rebuild it and deliver that for future generations. Awesome. Well, this is a really great team, and I think you got to see a little bit of the overview in this video, um, but I'm going to ask each of you to introduce yourself a little bit as well, and we'll just go in order. Sure. Thanks, Kim. Um, my name is Brandon Cooper. Welcome to all of you. Thanks for coming. I'm the Director for Community and Economic Development in Ogden City. Good afternoon. My name is uh, Nick Dirksen. I'm a Transit-Oriented Development Project Manager with uh, Utah Transit Authority. I'm Owen Fisher. I'm the CEO of the Jay Fisher Companies, and we are excited to be here today to give you a little bit of background on this and Union Station. Hi, I'm Krista Springer. Kind of all just met, but uh, with McQuinney, and we are very excited about this project. And I'm Rob Berg. Um, 
I'm the president of Design Workshop. We're the design planning landscape architecture firm that's been working with all of these folks for many years now. Great. So it's kind of fun seeing this room be filled out with this breakout session. And um, hopefully that means that maybe Ogden hasn't been on the radar for all of you and you have questions about what's happening up here. And Brandon, I really want to start with you and that make Ogden. I know you have some stickers around the room and people are maybe wondering um, what that is. And then this Union Station is just one piece of that puzzle. But can you kind of invite us in on what that means to you? Sure. Um, it really starts there. I think the video sums it up really well. Um, Ogden is a city of a million stories, and um, its largest, most unique story is really two stories. One that, um, as the video kind of uh, mentioned, one that started at the earliest uh, settlement of, of Utah. Ogden is the actual oldest incorporated city in Utah, and it became the crossroads of the West. Um, it was a transportation hub. It was the economic uh, center of the universe for the West. Um, it represented everything great about a Western community, um, and it thrived uh, for many, many decades. Uh, once the transportation element of the city changed, uh, it then started a dramatic decline. And so it then also became the poster child for uh, disinvestment and um, uh, the, the, the vacation of the urban environment to the suburban environment. And so it really has taken that position um, on both sides of the coin. And we have been looking at revitalization since uh, the late uh, 90s. There was a tremendous amount of disinvestment uh, from the 60s up to the 90s. But in the late 90s, we had a young mayor who was really aggressive, uh, really anxious to start to revitalize Ogden. And so we started looking at the things that could happen there. Ogden's unique history makes it special. Its connection to the railroad, its connection to uh, the defense industry and what that has meant to not only Utah, but to America. Um, it really has a soul, unlike some communities in the West and in Utah. Uh, it's one of the few cities in Utah that has a traditional downtown, that has an urban environment, that has infrastructure that can be leveraged and those kind of things. So we had a lot of tremendous assets that were being overlooked and underdeveloped. Uh, our access to the mountains, three world-class ski resorts in 20 minutes, uh, 210 miles of trails right out our back door. So the mayor at that time really had a vision for this, and we've carried it through um, and been chipping at it for uh, 25 years. Um, and the Make Ogden plan was really a culmination of the vision that we have for the next 25 years. It, it looks to leverage our um, downtown assets it looks to connect everything and to really build out on the concept of value and density. And Nick, with UTA, it seems like with the momentum that the city was trying to, to kind of muster up and build around, um, it seems like you guys were kind of waiting for that as well. Will you talk a little bit about your timeline and how you got involved here? So obviously there's a major investment by UTA with the front runner station there and there's some property holdings. and. Um, like any good project like this, it takes partnerships. And uh, we recognized that uh, those partnerships were going to have an opportunity as pieces came together and the work that Ogden had done under the Make Ogden plan and other plans. And when those came together and we were ready, we would be able to trigger that. And we'd be able to leverage this opportunity. Um, if, you look at, if you look at this area and you think about the UTA system, it is unlike any other stop 
whether tracks front runner or otherwise uh, in the system. There are components that it has that others don't have, and it makes it unique, which also makes it exciting and fun. But at the end of the day, um, UTA sees this as an opportunity to leverage capital investment, build quality of life, and and the infrastructure that UTA has been able to provide with FrontRunner, it is clearly a critical transportation infrastructure, but it also adds the amenity and the sense of place and the other things that will make this area unique that other places just simply won't have. Uh, won't have. And so it's a, it's a really unique opportunity. I always love to, just on a personal note, the history. Um, not every transit stop in the system has history, and this one is, is brimming with it. And uh, I think it made a, a, a unique fabric to the opportunity here. Great. Um, I love I love that it kind of feels like there's all these things lining up and making this perfect kind of um, in, in some ways you talked about like the the disinvestment and maybe feeling like devalued. But it almost feels like on the developer side, you're creating this like really fertile ground for something to come in. And Owen, I'd love to hear from you how that how that even got on your radar? Where did Ogden come up for you and the people in the room? If they're wondering how in the heck did you get involved? I think maybe talk about that some too. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I graduated from Weber State in 1997. So I, we've been up in that area a long time and I've always enjoyed our involvement with uh, university. And um, our company is focused on uh, different asset classes, mainly multifamily, single family, uh, seniors housing over over a 10 and 15 year period. And we've moved more into the office class retail um, hospitality. And one of the things that came up is uh, Mayor Caldwell um, has been elected three times up there, twice. How many times have you been in there? Four. Four? My goodness. So we talked to to Mike in, um, early on and, and, and Mike really uh, encouraged us to get involved and to look at opportunities uh, up in Ogden. And, and so we were able to uh, get involved and, and to to uh, understand better uh, what the city needed and what the infrastructure looked like. And as you know, as developers or brokers, I mean, you're always looking for those opportunities or those diamonds in the rough, as well as, you know, tenants that need space or, um, or growth that needs to exist in a community. And, and Ogden is one of those that just, I don't know if everybody agrees in the room, but it just kind of had a little bit of a outlier mentality to it. Just a feel of like, they're not quite there yet. We're not moving in the right direction. To Brandon's point, it was one of the largest economies as a city in Utah. I don't for for many years. I mean, it was the the epicenter of Utah. More millionaires per capita. I think early on in the 1900s came out of Ogden, uh, the Browning family, the Eccles family, um, and Marriott family. So there's a lot of uh, great bones up in Ogden, and we always loved it. And so when we were invited years ago with McQuinney and and um, Make Ogden Plan and Design Workshop, we we visited. Uh, uh, Denver, and we were able to go see what Denver looked like post and and uh, pre uh, development, and East West Partners, and some of these big groups that were involved out there. And to see it developed out was just awe inspiring to us. And Dairy Block, have, have you guys been to Denver and seen some of these projects McQuinney was involved in? And um, I'm setting these guys up for some good conversation, but um, we've always been uh, we've always admired it. And from the time we saw that, we admired uh, what had happened and. Um, 25th Street is one of the coolest streets in Utah, by the way. I don't think there's a cooler street out there. there you know, downtown Park City is pretty cool, but 25th Street is just something special. And so it just got us excited and it got our people excited. And as we integrated with Brandon early on, uh, we were able to uh, work on a project called the Wonder Block, which uh, we've worked on for five years. And we finally got that awarded and 
approved for one of the largest bond uh, revenue bond offerings in Utah that's going to start this fall. And it's an unbelievable uh, uh, city block right off of 25th Street. So we were active and we're, we're actively involved. And when this opportunity came up, we'd heard about it for a few years. And uh, we said, you know, when we're when that's ready, we're heavy into Ogden. We, we really want to uh, look at an opportunity there um, with a really great group um, to try and take that forward. So that's kind of got our got us peaked and ready to go. I want to lean into that just a little bit more because in the video and you mentioned again yourself with Weber State, um, it seems like a really interesting partnership in terms of that dedication back to community and not just building something, but being really like intrinsically a part of the community. And I know I want to ask several of you about that, but will you talk to us just more about what that that means to you personally and Jay Fisher overall? The Weber State connection and just the group. Just, I'm sorry, um, more specifically making things that matter in the community. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think as developers, we when you start out, you're really looking for projects, right? You start out in a, in a boutique environment, you come together, you look for one or two projects, you move forward with them. And as you really start to do those projects, you start to learn lessons from, you know, what should we do and what should we not do? And you learn from people that came before you. And that's the cool thing about development to me is you, you know, you, you obtain a project and that project becomes yours and you get to leave your mark on it. And so um, our involvement in the community up there and, and our interest was peaked heavily on just uh, early on just because there's so much to give up there. There's so much to develop. And and I'd always admires the admired the Eccles family for doing the redevelopment of those old city blocks that they would come in and they put money in to redevelop the housing in the area, which is another opportunity if you haven't looked into. That's just amazing what they're trying to do in Ogden. But that got us peaked. And, and part of our philosophy now that uh, we're further down the road in our development careers is really giving back to those communities and leaving a mark because um, a lot of these projects will do well if we if we build the right product type and we build interactive communities and places for people to come to and to to be a part of, right? Nightlife or or business or walkable communities and all that. So it just it just has all the bones. It has all the pieces and it. And uh, it's, it's one of our uh, uh, philosophies in our company is to give back, but also to create that environment. I think um, whether you're a, a company or a city or um, a person, you're always looking for distinction. You're looking for that thing that distinguishes you from the other things um, that could be on an individual project level. Um, Ogden has distinguished itself for lots of different reasons. And in the recent past, it hasn't been for a lot of good reasons, but the Union Station um, is our distinguishing factor. The, the 25th Street environment is that distinguishing factor, not only because of the architecture, but it, what it represents. The fact that the entire city and the industries that came from Ogden that influenced the world flowed through that environment. And so as you become involved in that, the, the community really is going to look to you to honor that and, and hold you accountable to, to, um, to making sure that it's understood and then reflected back to them in a, in a more um, contemporary way. I think that it kind of lands naturally over to Krista with the McWinnie side that that probably felt like a really organic partnership, given that I love that word distinguishing. And I think that's kind of a signature piece of the projects that you have is these sense of place. And so I'd love to hear just from you specifically about the Union Station um, campus. And, you know, I, I, I think it was Ryan in the video mentioned um, the Golden Spike and we just celebrated the 150th anniversary of that a couple years back. The building itself is getting ready to celebrate another major milestone too. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but 
all those things seem to be lining up really well for there to be all eyes on Union Station and all eyes on McWinney here in Utah. So talk to us a little bit about what this project is for you guys. Sure. So I think going back many, many years ago, my very first job in the real estate industry was a position called Development Manager of Community Infrastructure and Services. I was like, I don't even know what that is, but that sounds fun and I want to do it. So basically what that is, is that is all the soft side of real estate, right? It's all of those things that create place. It's all of those things that create community. And it's all of those things around art and culture and um, sustainability and governance structures and job skilling and employment. Um, and really, it sets the definition of every project we under undertake at McQuinney, we really take the time to understand what are the needs, the gaps, and the opportunities. So what are the needs of the community that we're taking a project up in? What are the needs that the project's going to create from a traffic standpoint, from a whole host of other services standpoint, from what is the, the burden on the community um, governance or in government and things like that? Um, what are the gaps in services that aren't being provided? And then how can the projects uh, respond to that? And what's our opportunity to be able to, to give back and incorporate that in? Um, we're long-term evergreen holders, so we own properties basically forever. Chad and Troy don't like selling anything. Um, so I think we have some of the, the very first projects that we've, we've ever done. Um, and within that then, what made us most excited about Ogden was the UTA, the city set up a great structure that doesn't have this crazy IRR clock ticking, right? It's not pushing us as developers to have to go tomorrow. It's saying, let's get a big plan. Let's think 200 years from now, right? Clearly, whoever put the Union Station together 100 years ago, didn't think 100 years in advance or we wouldn't have to be redoing it today. So how do we really listen to what the community needs? How do we make this a community amenity? Um, and we learned that at Union Station in Denver. I mean, it's lovingly now called Denver's living room. Like what a great what a great experience for people to have when they come off the the track, uh, the light rail system from the airport and their entry into Denver. And so I think that project in the middle of Denver took us from 2004, it started and it ended in 2014. Um, it needed $500 million of public private partnership dollars. And it was a $3 billion um, private investment that was infused into it. And so I think creating this amazing um, public private partnership with the Jay Fisher companies, which we're very excited about who think like we do in regard to creating community. And then with the city and with the UTA and the ability to really take our time to create a bold plan um, and to have some really realistic expectations around, it's okay if it takes a while for it to come out, but how do we really make sure that we can we can deliver on, on those things that we're trying to do? And then a brand pillar for McQuinney, which made us even more excited um, is art. And, and what an amazing thing to have these museums with inside the, the, uh, the actual Union Station itself and the ability to infuse that in and the culture and the background and all of these great things that Ogden has to offer. So that's, that's why we got in, in, involved in the project and we're really excited to be moving it forward. Excellent. Um, I love hearing the level of, and I live in Ogden, so I, and I've been pretty close to this project um, throughout the discussion. And so I, I kind of have that resident lens as well. So it's always nice to hear the level of care being put in. And um, I mentioned those kind of milestone anniversaries of this, the Golden Spike, but also the train station itself. And um, 
Rob, I think one thing that maybe is to your credit and design workshop is there's all of these players at the table that care a ton, but you've kind of been the, the connective force. At least it feels that way in terms of that, like holistic bringing in, um, all of these different vantage points and community need and connecting that. So, so what does this really mean, you know, for the community of Ogden? Well, I jokingly say that I, I feel like I'm a honorary member of the Chamber of Commerce of, of Ogden City now at this point. Um, I sell Ogden, Ogden City every, everywhere I go. Uh, this all started five years ago with this idea of the Make Ogden Plan. Um, and if you're not familiar, you should Google it. It is the roadmap for, for how Ogden will develop over the next uh, you know, 10, 20 years or so. Um, we started that, that whole project with this summit that we held in Denver um, and we invited what was so great and I think transformative with that whole process was we invited both public and private people to participate in that. So it wasn't just city officials, but it was city officials and, private, and the private development world as well so that we could, um, we could truth check things that we were talking about and, and testing along the way. Um, the, the Make Ogden plant, <coughs> excuse me, um, had, had extreme uh, levels of community engagement. Uh, this is a very um, outspoken community. We're, we're very excited about where we're gonna go next with uh, the Union Station community engagement plan. Um, a lot of what we're trying to do in this next chapter, uh, which is the Union Station piece, is tell the real story. Um, there's an incredible history, as everyone has alluded to. There's an authenticity to this place. Um, this, and as Krista was talking about, a once in a, I always say 100 year, but she just upped the bar to 200 year opportunity. Um, you know, you don't get to redevelop these, these projects or these sites uh, that frequently, and, and you wanna make sure that you're taking the time to do it right. Um, and this community will uh, be engaged through that entire process. We're, we're, we're mapping out a nine to 12 month process of just uh, listening sessions and education sessions and really trying to bring everybody into the fold. So. Great. I know you talked about um, taking your time and getting that there is time and the city allowing that. Obviously, UTA is weighted as well and bringing the right people and um, moving parts together. Um, I know that you guys are particularly interested in getting um, input from a variety of people. I know they have a slide in this presentation that has a QR code on it too. Um, I know you guys were all very worried about how much there was to cover in this presentation and I'm sure there's a lot of questions and so we kind of wanted to keep your part short so we could segue into questions and um, I have this fancy little iPad that if you text or if you use that QR code you can submit questions and I think I already have a handful of them, but if you want to throw that QR code up too um, for how people can stay connected to this project or maybe get involved, um, I know that um, even just in the in the lunch earlier, people were kind of asking, well, what are the different sectors that are going to be involved there? And Rob, I don't know if you want to kind of give yeah. a nod to that. Yeah. So obviously, we're really early on in the planning. Um, we were involved in the with UTA with the station area uh, plan update, which allowed for a different mix of uses. Um, we then did a, a just a, a framework plan for the city. Um, a lot of what is called for in uh, the Make Ogden plan is to really bolster the mix of uses in the downtown core. And so, in that plan, you'll see actually performative metrics where we're trying to. Um, track growth by episode. So we, we've broken development into four 
um, episodic uh, stages, if you will. And uh, the Wonder Block project is one of the first episodic moves here, uh, really as a transformative measure to, to really kind of jumpstart things in downtown Ogden. But it, it comes with both private and public investment. So we're also working on um, ways to think about 25th Street and how to encourage uh, new development along 25th Street. Um, in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, Union Station in particular, uh, we are, um, sorry, I- Can I interrupt you for just yeah. a second, actually? So we're looking at just, can you yeah. give people kind of a sense of the territory that we're looking yeah, at? Yeah, so, um, so everything north of uh, the historic Union Station is owned by UTA and they hold that uh, portion there. Um, and then to the south of that line is really city uh, owned property. And so we're looking at everything from residential to commercial office to potential partnerships with Weber Stay, which is uh, something that Owen had, had talked about as well. Uh, we've been talking about life science campuses and all sorts of other opportunities. Um, really the sky's the limit. The, the only sort of givens are the Union Station itself and then uh, the museums that are housed within Union Station and really taking that to the next level of uh, what tomorrow's uh, museums really should be. So that'll be a component of, a cultural component of uh, the master plan. It's a really unique environment. And I think you mentioned that uh, specifically to have, um, there's 35 acres total represented in the map that you're looking at. And for the most part, most of the acreage um, is not occupied by the historic Union Station building. And so that represents uh, um, something very scarce in, in Ogden, especially downtown Ogden, which is kind of greenfield or, or vacant lot um, um, development. So we're very excited about that. So this unique environment that is anchored by this cultural icon that represents the history and the soul of the city with these museums as part of that, then connected to 25th Street, what we can kind of bolt on to that, to the south and to the north, and then create this really unique um, connective tissue walking, uh, walking through it uh, from the north to the south, I think is an amazing opportunity, not only for us as a city, but I think for Utah, because there, there just isn't anything like it. And I think we have the team that can pull it off. I, I was going to say the partnerships, again, are really important. So th this is a complex project. There's a lot of layers in it. And um, the real key is going to be um, patience and persistence. And it, it, it's going to take a unique partnership is what you see up here. This is, this is not something you normally see. This is a combination joint venture uh, PPP kind of connection is what's going on. And, and it will be complex because the project's complex. But the professionalism and the ability is uh, bar none, really excellent at all of this. And so um, I know that uh, as... Brandon and I were talking, there's been lots of iterations of what to do at this site with the station, including the property around, um, and, and it needed to get on the go, right? Make it move forward. And what you see up here is what's going to actually make that finally happen. And, and, and that's, that's what's really the difference maker here, is that this is truly transformative, is really what's happening, and not just talk, um, which will make this, uh, this makes it real, so. So I'm going to switch gears for just a second because I got two really great questions that popped up. So one is about how much of these spaces are already um, kind of confirmed in terms of like, is there still opportunity for commercial 
um, real estate space, it, like what are the opportunities to engage there? It's longer than that. I'm trying to paraphrase. <laughs> yeah, let me touch on that. So um, starting north to south, we, we've, we've just outlined some basic concepts. And so for the next two years, literally, we're going to be master planning this. We're going to be putting together best thoughts, best ideas, community outreach. We've already had one. Uh, that was uh, very beneficial. There's a lot of passionate people around Union Station, by the way, uh, as an art district and just um, that adaptive reuse. So as you move from top to bottom, you'll see uh, residential as a component of this that, that is, you know, in the commercial CRE space, 400,000 square feet of potential residential space, three to 400,000 uh, square feet or units in the, you know, 700 range. As you move down, you'll move into uh, office and different uses there. And so the square footage concept comes up of like how much square footage and where's the opportunity in that? Well, you have office and you have life science potential and you have medical and you have uh, creative industrial so that it has some retail frontage, right? We call it the mullet concept where it's a party in the front or business in the front party in the back. So you kind of look at that and you say, well, how much? Probably another 500 to 700,000 square feet potential of leasable commercial real estate. So that ought to perk everyone's ears up. Now the question is what works and what works in the overall use, which is the connectivity, the community, uh, how we adapt transit into this, which is a huge, huge point in this with Ogden and UTA. And then uh, just the, uh, the uh, ability to uh, make Union Station this epicenter to 25th Street is is just a big part of it, too. So I think those are the uses. Now, again, there can be other things that happen, and, and we'll have outreach programs to kind of work on that to get the best uh, tenants involved, too. And so in the broker world and the outreach world and the development world, there is opportunities. We're master developers, okay? So, you know, we, we will do a lot of this ourselves, but there's there are pieces of this we want to reach out and, and integrate with other development companies to see what they have to offer as well and companies. And so to get your brains going on this stuff, it's, you know, who, who, who would be interested? Another big topic is Department of Defense. And so as you see what's happening with Northrop Grumman and, and um, Boeing and some massive announcements up north, I don't know if you've been watching this, but um, thousands and thousands of jobs. And so the DOD is going to have a big play in this, we think. Um, but those are kind of the uses and the square footages and some of the stuff that may be applicable to, to you all in the room. Yeah. And Owen, you hit on transit a little bit, and there are several questions that have popped up about that. So um, I'm only going to read one of them in full, but they all kind of hit on this. What is the um, anticipated return of Amtrak and or just rail service from the station building itself? I, you know what? I'm not sure the answer to that one. I don't know. That'll probably be probably part of what we go through this analysis on, but I haven't heard any preliminary discussion about what that could be. What I do know is, is that um, all the transit options are on the board and we're looking at the existing station and how do we elevate it and make it uh, uh, more accessible, more usable, an inherent part and a critical part and uh, connect it with everything. And in the, in the midst of that, active transportation and other transportation modes will probably bear out. But obviously, that'll be one of the things we looked at. Is there other transit opportunities as part of that? Uh, Amtrak is yet to be defined. We would love to have Amtrak service back at uh, the Union Station in Ogden. It used to be there. We're at the very beginning of those di of discussions. Um, we did work with UTA on a station area plan, if you're familiar with those, that uh, looked at moving the current front runner platform where its current location is to the actual union station. We think that's critical to get that passenger 
uh, ridership through the historic building. Um, it was built there 27 years ago for lots of different reasons where it's at today. And uh, we would love to have it back. So we've kind of set the, um, the framework in place with UTA um, and uh, with, the, with the framework plan to hopefully accomplish that as part of a major milestone of the development. It, just lastly, I think the, the other component is the BRT, which is, you know, just about to be completed here is, and will be a direct link from Weber State. So now you've got this great conduit from Weber State right to uh, Union Station. Awesome. Um, it sounds like there's several questions just about um, the composition between um, I, I think, Owen, you were mentioning, or, sorry, it was maybe Rob that said the Union Station is really the only historic piece. There's several buildings right there, but then to the north is a lot of open space. So people are asking about the composition um, between adaptive reuse or is there new buildings? What's the overall kind of mix of things there? Well, in terms of what's existing, there's the Union Station and then there's the Laundry Building, which is a really beautiful, fantastic uh, structure that isn't too far from Union Station. Everything north, um, you know, is surface parking lots. It's the existing UTA station. Um, and so that's all fair game as you move to the north. And then to the south of the Laundry Building, that's also basically bare ground or will be bare ground. Um, so it's it's all, as Brandon said, it's as green greenfield at of a site as you could imagine. Great. Um, there's a couple questions about just like the original, I know in the video, um, which was gorgeous, by the way, we thought it was just from Yellowstone <laughs> when we first saw it. Um, but the Union Station was empty in those um, images. And I know that there's quite a few events that take place in the station currently. Um, so people are asking about the original purpose of Union Station and maybe how that's evolved over time. And then I think maybe segueing that into the next question that comes up is, um, what led to the discussion around redeveloping and maybe maybe talk to that scale of space? Sure, the Union Station is a, a, a rather big building. Um, it's over 100,000 square feet. It's got a main gallery and two wings, a north wing and a south wing. It's actually not the original building. Uh, that burned down. And uh, this building that we have today was built on its foundation. But it was um, a functional building for the Central Pacific Railroad and the Union Pacific Railroad as they met at Promontory. So it operated for many, many years as the business offices and as the train depot. Um, I, I don't know, and train uh, nerds will connect, uh, correct me on this, but the word depot is a, an important designation for a train station because not every train station across the country had the designation depot. And so ours uh, did have um, a depot designation. And so it was significant in the operation of um, the railroad for decades and decades. Um, as it was gifted to Ogden City, uh, U Union Pacific retained the land underneath and gifted the building to us in the 70s. Um, and we've util utilized it largely as a, as a civic building. Uh, we house a number of museums, uh, museum collections there. We have events there. Uh, it does not get the attention that it deserves. In the 80s, it had a massive uh, rehab. Um, uh, you know, a, a, a capital campaign was, was conducted with community members, and there was a massive restoration. But that uh, now is seeing its age. And so as we look at development of the 35-acre campus, the Union Station um, adaptive reuse as well as the historic preservation will be, I think, um, a key 
the key component for the success of the whole campus and bringing life back. We really love the precedent uh, that Denver set uh, as being the, the living room of the community. We visited it, we've experienced it, and it's really something special. We're not going to be Denver um, because there's only one, but uh, we can be uniquely Ogden in our own way and capture what we already, that spirit that we already have. Yeah, I was just going to maybe ask Krista to, to elaborate on the fact that um, McWinney came in and programmed an existing Denver Union Station with some very creative uses. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Sure. So um, <clears throat> we kind of left the living room in the central area. So it's a place for the entire community to congregate um, and kind of hang out. Um, and then along the perimeter, we've added um, a bunch of restaurants and boutiques and, and things like that. We have a a couple of James Beard award-winning chefs that are actually having restaurants in there. Um, we have kind of a hidden speakeasy bar that's kind of over the, the top looking down into Union Station. Um, and then we built a hotel. We built the Crawford Hotel, which was named after Dana Crawford, who is one woman who single-handedly saved Denver from <laughs> turning into Dallas. Um, and so, she, you know, as part of that hotel, it, it didn't really lend itself to do it. We had to build a whole different level um, you would never know that it's that way, but but had to kind of integrate that in. So there's lots of really unique ways to hack up, I always call them hackable buildings, hack up old adaptive reuse into, into something that maybe we didn't think about before. And so I think here there's a, a great opportunity to do that as well because the bones are so solid. It's a really, um, I think it's an award-winning uh, display that you did uh, there at Denver. And it's not widely known that the original Union Station um, had a hotel uh, because it was a, tr a transit location, a train depot. Um, and that was the reason why the original Union Station burned down was because of the hotel. Uh, someone was ironing, I think, and it got away from them. So we would love to see hospitality and that, um, and that component brought back to the station again. That would be a wonderful homage. I don't know about ironing in the Wild West. We that's maybe a great story. Well, <laughs> I gotta look into that. That's I want to <laughs> know, um, Chris. I want to double back on that question though because there's some questions coming from your earlier talk. Um, you mentioned Denver in the other breakout, or I'm sorry, in the other panel discussion, um, and so people are asking if you can kind of elaborate on the lessons learned from Denver and maybe what's different between the Ogden community and what you'd like to kind of pull here uniquely. Well, I think every project's completely different, right? So we're starting with a clean slate, but some some history and background of creating great public-private partnerships to create great places. And so I think the goal is to to bring that in. Um, I think in this case, because this plan is is so bold, um, really to make it successful, it's all going to be built on how the placemaking comes out. Um, how do you make it authentic? How do we make it a place where people want to hang out? Um, as a mission our company. Um, we have a, a little tagline we started using where our goal is to make things cool enough that gives millennials permission to move to the suburbs. So um, on, on transit location. So right, this is this fits in with that as well. Um, and so I think as we start to look at Ogden, I think there's little pieces of Denver, but Denver is a, a very different place. Um, you know, we have just being fully transparent, you know, a lot of undercover police officers there because we have a very transient um, population that's creating some specific problems with that. So it's how do you layer in security from design from the very beginning? Because when you open up something to be public like that, you invite that in, but how do you service that community and, and help them as well? So I think it's, uh, you know, great placemaking, um, being 
good stewards of the historic nature of what we have, um, but making it Ogden. It shouldn't be Denver. It's very different. Yeah, I would just add one other lessons learned from the entire Union Station development in Denver was Union Station uh, proper was the last thing to, to be redeveloped. Um, and I think that's an important lesson to learn to be learned because I, I would suggest if we would have started, if you would have started with um, uh, Union Station and then let all the other development come in, you wouldn't have had to be as creative as you had to be, right? The, the land value and, and, the, and the bar had not, would not have been as high. Um, and I think that's something that we are taking to heart here as well and thinking about uh, making sure that we do Union Station right. And, and so it probably won't be the first thing out of the gate. It, it may be one of the last things. Um, there's some questions about engagement as well, and I know that's been a big focus for you, Brennan, and, and also Rob, through the Make Ogden overall is having a lot of community voices. Um, and then you've each mentioned that importance of community authenticity in this um, particular project as well. So I don't know if I don't know who wants to take the lead on this or if you want to kind of divide it out, but the questions are around what will engagement maybe look like in terms of, in, in ter particularly in terms of timing, I think is what people are asking. I'll start, and then I'm sure um, others have some great things to say. Um, as we've said before, I think the, well, I know that the community loves the Union Station, and they care about its future use and reuse. So there will be a lot of interested folks uh, and uh, folks that want to contribute their ideas, and we want to honor that. Um, we want it to feel like it is a community asset um, as it always has been. Um, we have uh, established a few groups, um, typical advisory groups and, and steering committees and those kind of things to help us navigate the master planning process um, as a kind of a community collective of stakeholders. Uh, so we'll engage with those folks. Uh, we've already started uh, with public open houses and those kind of things, but really there's a, there's a, a lot of depth here when it comes to public engagements. We're really looking for creative ideas to get people involved. And we've hopefully allotted, allotted the time necessary to, to get as much involvement as we can. So I'll let you all speak to maybe some ideas that you have. Yeah, no, I, I'd love to take that for a second. So um, anytime we start a project, you obviously have the process to, to uh, come up with the ideas, to try and lock a property up, to try and get it approved through uh, Planning Commission, City Council and all that. And a lot of this, um, involvement is going to be pretty heavy uh, there. And we have on the Jay Fisher side um, kind of an active role just because we're the local developer. McQuinney's going to be very close to us on this and and everybody from UTA to Brandon and, and Design Workshop. But I'll make a plug for a guy over here on the computer. Where are you, Ryan? So Ryan Davis is uh, one of our partners, and he headed this up with the RFP um, and did a great job bringing this all together. And so he would be a person that you're going to want to get in touch with um, and uh, I hope you brought business cards, but uh, if not, he's, he's a tremendous asset to this, um, wouldn't you say, to, to kind of be a point person to kind of take this through. And then, um, like we said, it's a two-year process. It's master planning. It's all those things that we need to put together. And we have our vision of what we think works, what we think we proposed uh, for, for uh, us to succeed at, at trying to put this together with, with you guys' uh, decision-making. And so, but, but input's great and, and we would love it. We'd also love to know what your businesses are doing, what types of things you see out there, what tenant mix you can bring to a project like this is, is very, very helpful for us because as you guys know, the financing world's crazy right now. Tenants in tow is a big thing. 
And so please reach out if you're interested in that, the Department of Defense the contracts and all those things are very important, but it's gonna be a big part of this. And I can't emphasize enough, I, I almost think of it like a T, you have the Union Station as the, as the top of the T and as it comes down 25th Street and that activation is gonna be so cool and as it bridges north and south, you have all these uses and you could not ask for a better uh, drawing board to, to do this, to, to really tackle this project on. And then I'm gonna make a plug for Weber State to get involved in this and we've talked to them because Weber needs, Weber needs to have an active student life and they need to look at opportunities for student housing, for collaborative uh, efforts to build other facilities to go to, whether it's a specialty of nursing or, or medical or whatever it is that's important industrial engineering to add a component so that we can activate 25th Street even more with the student population, because that is the one thing that Weber State needs to draw down and have an active environment. And we saw that um, up in uh, Boulder right at the university there when we came out to see one of your projects. And it was just remarkable, the, the involvement in that community and just how cool it turned out. So we're going to push heavy to try and get things like that put into place. So. Great. Um, so there's a lot more questions and we're running short on time. Um, so I maybe want to just ask if we can switch to that QR code so you guys have a way to connect beyond today. I know that um, Brennan and these guys all have a, a spot downstairs um, on the, on, I think the north end of the building um, with some more renderings of the project concepts and things. And then there's more in the Mortensen lounge, I think later. Um, but I just maybe want to um, there's two questions that are, they're both centering around the economics um, of things and maybe what you feel are, are risks. And I think maybe I'll lead, lead a little bit since we're short on time, but I think that kind of got hit on in the earlier session with the diversification overall. Ogden really has a pretty diverse economy, even, even more so, I think. We rely so much on tourism and the business um, community that's right there, um, kind of 50-50. So I don't know there's a question about tourism and then there's a question about the economics and maybe concern of the project. So if someone wants to try to tap into all that at once as our final hurrah here. Well, I'm going to let Brandon talk about their economic development plug for two minutes. Okay. Cause I think it's something that's important is the city's activation and economic development. But from our side, yeah, it's going to be a little rough waters. I, I hope everybody in the room kind of takes the perspective of we all need to take our medicine right now. Um, We've had a crazy run. you got to reset because as a developer, we can't make projects pro forma and work when costs are too high and interest rates are through the roof. It just doesn't work. And so we have to be able to come together as a community and accept the fact that some of these reset buttons are good for us. Now I hope it doesn't cause too much harm. But we're prepared for this as a company. We've been preparing for it for years. And so we're ready. Um, and, and financially, we're ready. Um, the keys are going to be really economic development. And I think that's another huge thing is how much economic development is happening in Ogden. And that's kind of a good final question, I think, is, you know, what are you guys seeing on that side in, in your departments? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a complicated question, obviously, economics, but uh, some of the key indicators are poverty levels are dropping uh, over the 10-year span. Our median incomes are, are raising. Um, we led job growth in the country through the recession um, in 08. Uh, we we um, almost got there through the pandemic as well. Uh, our median incomes are, are raising. Our population is um, growing slowly, but it is growing for a built-out environment. So all the key indicators um, are, are there in terms of positive economic growth for a city that has has um, really represented a, a lag uh, in terms of what's been happening around it. So we're very positive and bullish about that. But 
I, I mentioned being uh, having something distinct, and the, the most, I think, distinct economic indicator of our future success is that placemaking element, that we have a uniqueness in Ogden that can't be replicated in most locations, and we see um, a significant tourism attraction to that. So folks outside of Utah are always more um, uh, appreciative of what Ogden has than maybe folks inside of Utah. So we see uh, a strong tourism economy. We see a, a strong, diverse uh, jobs economy in, um, in Ogden and, and Weber County in general. And so I think as we double down on placemaking, um, all of those things are just continue to get better and actually accelerate because we have this unique place that people want to come to. And, and Brandon, you would agree this, this project is, is influential countywide, not just Ogden. I mean, it's absolutely. actually going to influence more than just the boundaries of Ogden when you think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we have, uh, I'll make a plug for this. We have 110,000 square foot office building if anybody wants to fill it at Wonder Block. But um, Brandon's not smiling back there. I can kind of see him. Um, but as, as we try to get people into this, we're seeing a lot of demand. I mean, surprisingly, and, and really what happens is, is it's what per square foot can we lease this out at, right? That's the big question comparative to Salt Lake. And, and uh, these defense contracts are, are pretty good. I mean, they, they cover, uh, you know, some very nice facilities, we'll call them office buildings. And, and there's companies up there that have been in Ogden a long time, by the way, that are very strong and that they want this to grow out and they want to have some of their counterpart businesses involved. And so Weber County Economic Development is actively involved and been very interested as well as Ogden City. And, and so um, I think that it's going to be exciting. And if you watch the news over the next little bit, and if you look back on these Boeing contracts and Northrop, Northrop Grumman contracts, it's pretty exciting to see what's happening up there. Great. Um, I know that everyone on the panel has has is very aware that there's gonna be a lot of questions and so has made themselves available afterwards. And um, the JF team and also the Ogden team, I don't know if you guys want to just wave um, so people can know where to find you, who's in the room. Um, perfect. Thank you. Um, because they anticipate that there's going to be a lot of questions. It's a massive project. There's a ton of momentum. There's what, two, three years uh, still of conversation ahead. So um, I know that they're hoping to get a lot of engagement from all of you. And I just appreciate everyone sending really great questions through the QR code. And um, you all did a great. So I, I thanks for letting me be here. <laughs> Kim, Thank thanks you. for doing that. Thank go you. go Thank visit you. Roosters, right?